Here we go. going on guys welcome to a brand new sweet podcast me and cody are back talking queen this week because bohemian rhapsody is coming out this week and we are so excited for this film i've seen it our guest has seen it cody is not so this is gonna be a fun preview slash review we're gonna talk about queen's best songs and we're gonna go over is this really one of the best biopics ever made and what are some of the other best biopics ever made as well? This is going to be a fun show, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Cody, how you been? Uh, before we introduce I, our great guest, how you been, man? I, I've been doing well, Zach. It's it's uh, it's been busy. I gotta it, it's it's been really really busy. School's picked up. Keeping up on the YouTubes and uh, watching uh, Haunting of Hill House, which I friggin' loved. I love that show to pieces, but. I mean, other than that, yeah, it's just busy, 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 busy. But I'm sure you know all about that, Zach. Yeah, if you don't tell by the bags under my eyes, I don't sleep. Because apparently <laughs> video game companies love to release video games at the end of the year when all the movies are coming out. <laughs> if they were smart, they'd put it out during the summer where nothing pretty much comes out during the summer anymore. It's ass superhero <laughs> movies. and Well, I like superhero movies, but still, it's like this summer was dead pretty much, it felt like. Except yeah. for the indie films. The indie films took over. But yeah, like, do they really expect me to play Red Dead for 12 hours straight a day and then go straight to work and then go to a screening? I take it that is what you did. I, I've literally, like, the last, like, three days, <laughs> it's been like that. Like, today I'm seeing Outlaw King and Ballad of Scroo Buster Scrooge. Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. And, uh, well, there's Ren. Yes, Ren is joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> And we it brought him I. in. Yes, we brought him in for one important or a couple important reasons. One, we love him. Two, yes. uh, he's I a Rotten Fresh competitor. So I kind of want to discuss a little bit of that. Oh, and if you guys don't know what Rotten Fresh is, Rotten Fresh is a game show that Rhino Tools created. It's about Rotten Tomato scores. If you hate Rotten Tomato scores, this is probably your game. If you love them, yeah, this is probably your game more. Go check it out on Rhino Tools channel. Um, and the other reason is because this man, one, He's in London right now. Two, he went to the damn premiere of Queen. Yeah. Three, this this motherfucker <laughs> met Edgar Wright. Met the motherfucking <laughs> Edgar Wright. So uh, this was my question I wanted to talk to you, man. Tell us about the premiere. Okay, so the premiere was fucking amazing. It had this... They occupied like half of the city of Wembley because it was in this big-ass arena right next to Emily Stadium, where Queen performed a lot, especially Live Aid. Um, so I had to go around these, these crates and these, and these things that were blocking the and were making the path for us to get into the premiere. As soon as I enter, I look to my left, there's the Bohemian Rhapsody wall, basically. There's the entire cast, including Brian May and Roger Taylor, taking a picture. And as soon as I'm taking out my cell phone to take a picture, there's a security guard saying, keep it moving, keep it moving. And I'm like, fuck. Um, <laughs> but watching the movie there was freaking spectacular because 
everybody that was there loved Queen. So you either got a special invite or you paid at least 40 pounds to be there. Uh, Which is what, what would 40, like, do you know what 40 pounds would be in American dollars? It's like 45, not, 50, isn't it? Yeah, something oh, like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but then every time a song came on, everybody clapped and stomped their feet to the song. One specifically, of course. Um, <laughs> and then, so the cast starts coming out because I was, I was midway. I was in the middle of the room, but I was still in the plain floor part. And then behind me, it started to go up in rows. And so I look to Remy Malik coming down. I even have a video of that. He's coming down. Everybody saw that. Yeah. He is getting out of their minds. And I'm like, oh shit, there's Edgar Wright. Fuck. And I turn to my, <laughs> to my friend. And I, so look, I'm at a university where there's like a real film studio right next to it. And I've seen so many people. I've passed by Tom Hardy. I've passed twice by Andy freaking Circus. And I've never had the balls to actually stop them and ask them for a picture or an autograph, whatever. I was there. The movie hadn't started. It was still not starting for a while because the cast was still coming out. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to waste this fucking shot. Bro. There's Edgar Wright. And I got a little disappointed in my friend because he was like, mm -hmm. okay. And I'm like, director of Baby Driver. And he's like, oh shit. And then <laughs> I feel like that's how everyone is. If you let, like, some people might not know who Edgar Wright is, you're yeah. just going to be like, it's it's the director of Baby Driver. It's the director of Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I jump over my seat and I'm like, Mr. Mr. Wright, I'm so sorry. I'm a huge fan. Please, can I just take a picture? And so he gets up and he's like in this little platform that's that's a little a little taller than I am. So he's like, let's imagine he's on the first step of an escalator. And so he pushes me in to be close to him because the guy is really short. So if you see the picture, he's on my height. He's really short. The dude's really short, but he was really gentle, really nice, really personable. Uh, and it was a great night, even if the movie had sucked, which it doesn't. So, so yeah, that's my over. quick story about the premiere. Yeah, awesome. Was Edgar Wright a nice man then? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So who's your who's your next one you hope to run into? I don't. I mean, in my university, there's the Imaginarium Studio, so mm -hmm. I might run into Andy Circus a lot. Supposedly, Luther is going to be shooting there, but I haven't run into Idris Elba. Or, <sighs> but if I do, I'm going to foam out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> and I once passed by, passed by Daniel Brule on the street. So oh, shit, you should audition there. You should audition there so you can start working with them. <laughs> yes. Damn, that's, dude, that's, that's awesome. The that, yeah, the second time I saw Andy Circus, he was coming out of the bathroom, and we were like this close together. And you and didn't say hi. No, because I was paralyzed. He was like <laughs> doing this to his ends. And then he does this little high with his eyes to me. But I had like my lunch. And so I just thought, Mr. Circus, go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that would be me. Like uh, my dad said, uh, so he, you guys know Kid Rock, like the yeah. country yeah. rapper. So my yeah. dad like told me he met him. I'm like, oh, where'd you meet him? He's like in a random bathroom in like Texas. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I walked in the bathroom. I see this dude like at the fucking urinal. With these red leather pants, I'm like, what? What guy's wearing red leather pants in this bar? And he like goes, and then he like, as he's washing his hands, he looks and he's like, oh fuck, that's Kid Rock. And when he comes yeah. to wash his hands, so he like walked up and shook his hand. But it's so funny, like, like I mean, in general, like these celebrities are just normal people, and that that, that that's how it goes. And 
Yeah, yes. that's why you never know if you should ask or not. Yeah, but like Andy Serge it's like I mean, you got a win <laughs> pretty much from him, man. I know. I know that uh, but but he's the one I don't feel as sorry for cuz I know I I have a really good shot of running into him several yeah. times. And I plus I feel like he is a one that if you do ask, I think he would probably yeah. appreciate it because you got to th- remember, no one knows what this guy looks like. <laughs> Except That's like right. film fans. Mr. Circus Canada, our picture, yeah. please. Yes. Perfect. Um, picture. But that's my thing is that like Tom Hardy get, probably gets asked like 200,000 times a day. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even hear me or hear me, but he just started walking away. And I was like, that's Tom Hardy. And then he, he starts walking away. He, was he, probably probably had, he probably had venom in it. It was probably yeah. in his head. He was like, huh? <laughs> there's a guy there. He looks weird. Eddie. Go away. Eat him, eat him. I'm hungry. Is he a turd? In the wind. In the wind. A turd. He's the Portuguese the turd. He's a All right, Portuguese we're a little. Turd. <laughs> a turd from Portugal. Let's rip his arms off and his legs and pile them in the corner and rip his head off. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, Venom's top ten of the year. That movie is so good. Oh man. Wow, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, it's a certain top ten of the. Fuck you, <laughs> no, Cody. I'm you want to fight? This is <laughs> no. I'm kidding. It's not top ten worst. I did uh, have fun with the movie. No, I did have fun with uh, it. Yes, okay, yeah. we're about to start arguing here. Well, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah. So again, uh, me and Ren have seen it. We are yeah. both our reviews are up. Lucky punks. So Ren, is it out there already? Is it opened yeah, up yeah. already? Oh, okay. So that's yeah. cool. So out here doesn't open until this weekend. So, um, uh-huh. so Cody you can't see it till this weekend. But yeah. Cody, we're gonna let you start this off. Yes. I want you to tell me what are your some of your expectations. <clears throat> how excited are you? And then me and Ren, and then I want you to join us. Please, you can interview us too, me and Ren, about it. Oh yeah. Because I, 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 I want to pose a question to Ren and to Cody, of course. Cody, do you think this will be one of the best biopics? And to Ren, do you think this is one of the best biopics ever made? Uh, Cody, go first. Uh, okay, so as so far yeah, give as you, I, give you a little preview. Well, if I'm gonna say biopic, if it's a queen, if it's an overall queen biopic, no, I don't think it'll be one of the best uh, biopics ever made. As far as a Freddie Mercury biopic, yes, I think it will be one of the best character study biopics that we've gotten in a while, probably since the imitation game, which I loved it just because it was very, very uh, Alan Turing Turing focused. And from what I've been hearing, Bohemian Rhapsody is essentially Freddie Mercury focused. It's a love letter to Freddie Mercury. So what I'm expecting from it is that all I, obviously the great music and Queen the band and their rise to stardom. I'm very much excited for that, but I'm also excited for the character study of Freddie Mercury because above probably any other celebrity or icon we've had in history, he is the one person I have studied the most. And I know originally, originally studios and Sasha Baron Cohen, they were all shooting for a hard R rating. But for me personally, I feel so if we're going to get a Freddie Mercury for this generation to inspire people, you don't necessarily need all the darker sides of what Freddie's or midgets and cocaine. Yeah. You don't need a Wolf of wall street with Bohemian Rhapsody, (laughs) but really that's about it. I'm just expecting a very, very deep dive into who Freddie Mercury was as a person. 
Okay, uh, Ren, you go next. Uh, so, I so for the top three biopics, I looked up uh, biopics essentially on, on Google to form my top three, and um, this is very much a Freddie Mercury biopic. It it is a Queen biopic as well about like the band in general, but that's second place to first being Freddie's biopic, uh, and I th I think in the top ten it would be at least in mine. Looking at the biopics I researched, it will be in my top 10 biopics. Because to me, uh, I talked about this in my review. Basically, my musical education began with Queen. My father raised me on Queen. Uh, and I still believe that I won't say necessarily they're my favorite band of all time. I won't say otherwise either. But I think Freddie Mercury is the greatest lead singer in history. And much like we were talking about movies i don't think he'll ever be topped because his energy was unique and you and as cody said you don't need the darkness after seeing the movie you don't need the darkness you get to see hints of the darkness but without spoiling anything without mentioning mentioning anything specific there's a scene that very much tells you why this movie is the way it is it isn't rated r it isn't uber dark because of something that freddie tells his bandmates at one precise point in time my part i i found queen I, well the biopic is about freddie mercury um they did not go into the band as much which is one of my cons i thought i i kind of i thought they were kind of surface level to be honest um i would not have known their names if i didn't know them because of them being queen that's just the truth as a freddie mercury biopic it is top 15 for me at least i don't think it's top 10 nor do i think it's top five but what I will say, Remy Malek gives top five best performance in a biopic film ever made. He yes. becomes Freddie Mercury. In it's frightening. Every ounce of the way. It's literally like you were watching him. And I mean, yeah. Remy Malek to me is a pretty, he's a pretty known actor. I mean, some people he's probably new to, but I mean, when I watch him in other things, I'm like, oh, that's Freddie, or not Freddie Ma Mercury. It's, <laughs> it's a guy from Iro. Yeah, it's Remy Malik. It's uh, Papillon this year. It's, it's Remy Malik. Yeah. It's, it, it, I, I, even though he's really good in it, it was just, for me, it looked like Remy Malik, and that's what it was. It the was, Pharaoh from Night of the Museum. Yeah. The guy it, from iRobot. It, it wasn't the teeth. It wasn't, it was just, he became him. Literally yeah. became him. In every ounce of wit, is it like uh, win this year? I'm not joking. If he does not win this year, it is a criminally, criminally like this is criminal charges if he does not win. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I, would I, you say, would you say that his performance as Freddie Mercury is like what Daniel Day Dewis? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis did with Lincoln. Absolutely, that is that is precisely what I said in my review. It's that I, level I, of. I, I said he's going to be the next Daniel Day Lewis with the, this performance. Yeah. I, I, like I'm awfully kind of excited. Mm. Fuck, am I doing an accent? On <laughs> if so, Daniel, course, darling. It, it. I really do think. I, I'm kind of glad Mr. Robot's not coming for another fifth season. I'm glad the fourth season is done because I want him to do more shit like this. I want him to be picky about what he does. Yeah. And Dude, you can it, tell I, you can tell I, why Mr. Robot is is being mm -hmm. done with because Rami Malik is going to fucking explode now. 
Oh, at a hundred percent. Women, yeah. he's gonna be next Timothy Shalman. Like, I mean, not like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Timothy Shalman. <laughs> no, you know what he's I going mean, to be. He's going to he's going to be the Freddie Mercury of the acting world because women with Freddie Mercury had that exact same reaction back in the day. Yes. And I, I filmed Bohemian Rhapsody was a coming of age story for a man trying to find himself in the world. And yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. Like, yeah, th there's no cocaine and midgets. There's no there's <laughs> put in there, but it wasn't needed in my opinion. Like I didn't, it, it didn't feel like it was missing. I felt like I got to know the guy and they do go pretty mm -hmm. dark with um, Remy Malik, to be honest. They do, or Freddie Freddie, Mercury. they do go pretty dark with it. Um, the only thing that I do think has the issue, the movie, the reason the movie is not perfect at all. And I do actually see critics. Why? I understand why critics are shitting on it. One, it's kind of, it's at cliche at times. It's cliche at times, but I think one of the biggest things, and this was for me personally, I felt like the first act was really choppy. I felt like it rushed through a lot of the stuff of you getting to know his family, of you getting to know uh the bandmates a little more to care about them and again i get it it's a freddie mercury biopic and i don't know if you felt this way ren but i felt like it was choppy in the beginning and it didn't and it didn't settle down for me until they were finally like making bohemian rhapsody yeah at the farm yeah and the I farms. finally slowed down and took its time and i know there was issues with brian singer's director and stuff yeah did you okay was Brian Singer's name even in the opening credits? I did not see his name. Yes, it was. It was. was. He's the only one who gets credits. Okay. He's like, he's like the last name before the actual title comes in when, okay. when he gets up and you see his back. Okay. Because I was I, I did not even like, I don't know if I was just not paying attention, but I didn't. I, saw, I saw it, but I was looking for it. I was like, when okay. is he going to come up? Brian Singer, yeah, come on. I've not been up there yeah. that much, but I, I mean, I, I don't think the director mm. is strong for the movie. I, I think the performance... The performance energy like if remy malik would have not been this good i really don't think we would be saying the same thing about this biopic no i don't think so but i think it works to like you said to to you the first act was choppy to me it didn't feel that way because i felt from the beginning from that first scene at ethro airport airport that this was from freddie's point of view mm -hmm. and because of that every every moment that you think that it might feel like the movie is looking over or passing through just very quickly to get the important stuff. To me, it feels like that that's who Freddie as the man would remember looking back on no, his life. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think it just kind of depends. I'm sure if I rewatch it again, knowing how it's going to be, I, I think the film could have been longer to be honest. Uh, the two hour and 15 minute runtime went like that. And I felt like if yeah. 20 minutes would have added a, a lot more to Freddie Mercury's story. Um, yeah. Change runtimes. It's Suspiria. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Can I, can I say this one thing though? I can't believe, and this is a funny thing. I need to mention my review. So when me and my friend went to go see this movie, we were watching it, and when they're talking about making Bohemian Rhapsody and making it an opera, there's a yeah. there's a person in this scene. I'm gonna. It's not a spoiler because you know they're in the movie if you've. It's in the opening credits. They say he, who's in the movie, okay. but. Um, Cody, take out your headphones if you don't want to know. Okay. 
So <laughs> we're sitting here. And if, if you guys don't want it, I mean, it, it, it's widely known he's in the movie. And I, Cody probably even knows too, but. Okay. You know where I'm going with this way. Okay. <laughs> but he's sitting in there. I'm like, who the hell is this actor? And then he starts yelling. And yeah. it's me, and she's like, do you know who this is? And I start thinking, yeah. and she goes, I'm an ogre. And I'm like, Mike Myers. I literally yeah. yelled at the theater. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, this is Mike yeah. Myers. Oh, my God. And that was that was just great. He was good in it. I wanted more of him. Yeah. yeah. I love that scene. He's basically shitting all over Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's fucking hilarious. Because at that point, you just want to hear the song because you know how they're going to 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 integrate the songs in the f- <laughs> at that point you know how they're going to integrate the songs in the film so you're just waiting for Virginia Rhapsody and the guy's shitting all over it <laughs> yeah it's, it's really I good. dropped them twice Cody you you dumb are you drunk are you yes. drunk <laughs> yes every day of my life you see me drunk oh yep. man right Cody that, that wasn't fun that don't even remind me. That was not fun. <laughs> Story time. All yeah. right. Me, Cody, okay. Griffin, and John from The Real Talk all went okay. to a bar in LA. The Clifton. It was amazing. It was amazing. Four-story bar. We started. Okay. Wow. Started getting drunk. Kept going down. I had, every time I ran out of a drink, i just go straight back. And I was like, finish it, go back. Finish it, go back. I wanted to try everything, man. Every okay, drink. Okay, wait, were you, were you repeating the same drink or are you always getting something different? That was my issue. I was repeating or I was changing them up. Oh, uh, okay. That's what fucks you up. Yeah. yeah. So then when we got to the bottom floor, <laughs> I was gone. And I had to throw up everywhere. Great. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like family guy when they take that pill? Oh, no. Everywhere? No, literally everywhere. Oh, all, all in John's car. Which got rebuilt. Yeah. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was carrying you most of the night. Yeah, and then they took me to Denny's, and I threw. <laughs> oh. Man. And then you gave uh, you gave uh, a review of Solo, a Star yeah. Wars story. <laughs> okay, so this is pretty recent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, if you go on Stardust, you can actually you have Stardust. You can. Oh, oh, dang it! Right, you don't have Stardust out there, don't you? Uh, I don't know. I never even tried it. Try to. It's a really good app. But yeah, that's a nice story, and I feel like throwing up now because I don't like thinking of alcohol anymore. I only threw up once. So that, was my, that was my one time throwing up, but I will. I know my limit now. I know my limit. But I got the, the biggest fright because of being drunk in my life on, on that night that I threw up. Like, I threw up in the morning, but still. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I think that, that's the best way. Cody, one day you'll learn. All right. Yeah. So, sure. Guys, we're moving on. We're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, which is Still? about Queen Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, that's so. Now we're gonna go and talk about um, Half Knocked. Actually, put this in better terms. So I'm just gonna use this. He actually asked us. He said, "Take five Queen songs, kill the rest. What do you keep?" Oh fuck you. So that's you. So, yeah. So um, how we're gonna do this? We're gonna go through our five. Our four, our three, our two, and one. So, okay. you being our guest, you're going to start us at number five. Okay. Number five will have to be Fat Bottom Girls. Ah. That's yes. a good one. That's, a, that's yeah. a good one. I'm taking that one. Okay. So, 
I fucking love this song. It's it's one of those songs that when you stop listening to it for a while, you kind of lose the appreciation for it. But then you pop it back in. It's just like, oh yeah, I fucking love this song. It's fucking amazing. It's one of those songs that is essential queen to me. And from from this number five on, mm -hmm. it's going to get more like that. But yeah, if I'm going to put something in number five, this one has got to be it. Yeah. All right. Not changing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For me, uh, number five for me is uh, someone to love. I I freaking love this song. In fact, I I have been on a queen bender since I since it's coming out this week. And even worse. And and like the beginning of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, someone to love was uh and it has always been. It was one of the first songs from Queen I remember ever listening to and it still is one of my all-time favorites. It's so great, especially since as far as Freddie Mercury is concerned in his life, it was kind of a theme for a good majority of his life while he was trying to find himself. Yeah. Well, my number five might be just that same thing. It is. Wait, what? Nice. My number five, too. I nice. Movie, or not this movie. Well, I love <laughs> I really like this song, and it's just... I don't know the lyrics, everything. I, I there's so much to that song. I just love uh, Ren number four. Okay, so number four is going to be, I think, probably one of the greatest anthems of all time. And do it with me. It's we will rock you, bitches. All right, sing <laughs> it. It's a song. It's a song that the only thing that sucks about it is that it is so short, and that tells you something to the power of this song. Playing I think that's as great as I can do. Big nose playing in the street, going on big mess, face, your big big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place. We will, we will rock you. All right, Cody, what's yours? Okay, so number four for me. Number four for me is Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, nice. My list. I, I <laughs> once again, <laughs> once again, as a as a creative, as a creative person who likes to make material and has dreams of going big one day, this song not only speaks to me, but it definitely applies to who Queen was as a person, as one of the most revolutionary bands if not the most revolutionary band out there it's it's an incredibly addictive song I say in the movie when this plays with the bass i mm -hmm. love it when they introduce the song let's go yeah, so good uh but yeah that's my number four too actually w wait yes. wait what yeah that's my number four too i i, oh, feel, like three, I, shoot. Three, three, <laughs> I feel like what we are is where we will differ so uh ren you can go next Okay, I'm going to cheat. I have a tie at number three. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And now my number three is uh, Somebody to Love, and you already spoke about it, so there's not much left to say. And my other number three is hmm. a song that not only showcases what a fucking belting voice and incomparable voice Freddie has, but it oh, also boy. shows you around the time this song was created, how nobody else should be able to sing this good is the show must go on. Yes, great pick. 
the dude could not walk when he sing when he sang the song. He was on wheelchair when he sang the song. That's not fucking fair. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should sing like that when on a wheelchair. We all bow down to the rock god. Yeah, yes, I totally agree. Uh, Cody, what's your number three? And if you Num- have the same one as me, I'm. <laughs> I was on the fence about which one this was going to be, but number three for me is "We Are the Champions." Okay, yeah, we changed. Nice. <laughs> no, I once again just because a lot of the songs that queen created i personally love because as a as we all attest to being creative people on the internet or just creative people in general it really is a song that speaks to to creators who are trying to accomplish something big and it's a song that speaks to queen it's a song that speaks to me and it's a song that i have on repeat in my car quite a bit so there is that what about you, Zach? What's your number three? Controversial pick. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is my number three. Nice. Okay. Um, okay. Controversial song. But I'll be honest. I never like. I'll jam out to it here and there, but I never want to listen to it all. Uh, and it's just because I've heard it so many times, and now every time I do hear this song, I do think of Suicide Squad. So maybe that's a little bit of the. Oh, yeah, mom. I mean, this song's great. You jam out into the car, but uh, the other, my two picks are the ones that I always jam out to in the car every single day. And so that, that's why it's at my number three. Okay. Ren, uh, my number two. two. My number two is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, okay. I think this is like top five songs that you can sing at any point, whether you're alone but especially if you're with friends, you can sing at any occasion. Everybody knows. Nobody's going to get it wrong. It's one of the most fun songs to sing of all time. Um, everything is there, like the five stages of grief and whatnot. We can just dive into the layers of the song, whatever. It's just a, an amazing fucking song. You already said pretty much where there is to say on several levels. You can jam out, jam out to it. You can fucking belt out to it on the street when you're fucking drunk just like i did a few days ago um i was freddy uh and it's an amazing song on, on every fucking level possible cody that's funny it's nice to know that i'm going to match with everybody inside of this chat at least once because number two for me is also bohemian raps yes <laughs> i i love this song this is a song that honestly i feel as though I agree with one of my classmates because a little while ago we had to do these DJ audio projects and the song that started out my, my DJ show was Bohemian Rhapsody. And what our professor would do is we'd get through the first like 30 seconds of it and then she'd skip all the way to the end. And one of my classmates, Lexi, she just said, now that's just a flat out crime. And it is. This is one of those songs that I had to listen to from beginning to end because it's not only a great song it not only shows great mock opera it's a song that has fantastic guitar riffs fantastic piano and is it tells a story like all queen songs do and it's just have you guys seen the youtube short film um i don't i think it's by digital corridor but they actually took the whole song and made a whole short film to it and all the dialogue in the film is the lyrics to the song nice it's really i really recommend it i'll look it up as uh we're going over our next ones okay but uh so now we're going about our number twos right yeah what's your number two zach 
Killer Queen. Love Killer Queen. I wow. Okay. Nice. One and two kept bouncing back and forth, but I think I—I I mean, I could wake up tomorrow and I could say Killer Queen is my number one. But uh, as of right now, something else is my number one, and I just love yeah. Killer Queen. It's so much fun. It's—it's it's so good. Uh, Ren, two. Okay. Before I reveal my number one, a little bit of story time. So a few years ago, like in 2010, I started going to this music school. And I started learning how to play the guitar there. Two years later, I also start getting singing lessons there. And so at the end of the school year, we always have this party celebrating the things we learn in each year. And we have this big ass concert in which we, whoever sang, whoever had singing lessons would sing several songs on that party. I sang for like four years there. And uh, once I sang a queen song and it was very personal, personal to me that I achieved that and that I didn't go out of pitch at any point because that is still not physically possible for me. Again, I <laughs> tried to sing this song again and I still can't do it. I nailed it that one time. And Would that you is like why... on the show? No. No, because I have people at home. <laughs> <laughs> if I was alone, I would. I promise you I would. So maybe at another occasion. All right. 2,000 um, subs, you got to sing it. Yes, okay, fine. When I get my, my new guitar here, which is going to be called Shibalba, thanks to Cody. Um, so, okay, so my number one Queen song is, and probably will always be, I Want It All. Yes. That's nice. Nice. I fucking adore this song. It's so good. It's so freaking good. It's bloody brilliant. It's bloody brilliant, darling. A bloody brilliant, darling. You know, it, it, it's all the same. Cody, 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 please, what is your number one, my darling? Okay. What is your number one? Number one, the song I listen to every single day. All right. Is the song that we started out this show with. All right. Nah. Yeah. We will rock you. I frigging love this song and for one thing one of my favorite i've already talked about this when it comes to blade runner 2049 the fact is it's not only a great rock song it's a song that delves into three stages of life when you're a little kid when you're in your early 20s and when you're an old man and the yeah. way freddie mercury the way that this song not only is a great song, but knowing the history of Queen, why they wanted to create it, how they got started with it, and how they created it, it's just it's just one of the best songs ever made. It's so influential because it gets everybody involved. It's a song that unites everybody. Everybody loves it. And so We Will Rock You is my number one. What about you, Zach? I have no idea what he's going to pick. Okay. Oh, song. My number one Queen song. Oh, please okay. don't be that one. This crazy little thing called Love. Called Love. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, I nice. love the way that it opens up with the guitar in the beginning and yeah. just the way it goes. And also, fuck, fuck to the guy who just commented on my review of this film. Freddie was bi, not gay. Dude. I'm pretty sure he was gay. <laughs> A hundred percent gay. You leave Lucy Boynton for men, you're gay. Yes. 
but yeah, that, this is my favorite song. I, I just I, the lyrics hit me. I, I love it. It's the song I jam out to every single morning when I wake up. Uh, like I have a couple songs every time I wake up. I listen to it's "Sexual Healing" by Marvin Gaye. It's "Hold Around and Hold Around and Tell Love." True story, folks. And the to every morning. Is, sexual uh, healing in the morning, guys. Is uh, oh. is wham, is wham. wham. Uh, oh. I'm gonna cry. Oh, that is too funny. Oh yeah, careless whisper. So careless whisper. Yeah. Sexual healing. Crazy thing. No love. Fold around. Okay. Love. The four songs that I wake up to every single morning. Not just joking. I wake up, I turn those on, and I get up and go. And now, welcome to the show. Three songs you listen to every time you wake up in the morning to get your boner on. Fuck, dude, I'm already hard in the morning, but sexually, <laughs> drop my pants. <laughs> I thought I was weird for listening to rock out songs like my fucking alarm clock is a is a, is music from dragon ball super when goku yeah, yeah. goes guys do you know what my ringtone is what okay so it goes whenever he goes into an audition i gotcha yeah so with this going, it's time to move on to our last subject, and it is the top, top five best biopics ever made. <laughs> we all have honorable mentions. Yes. Yep. Who is ready to start with their number five? I'll do that. All right, all right. go right ahead. I actually have, I have one biopic off of my number five. That's an honorable mention, and that's Raging Bull. That that's yeah. I have a Raging Bull every morning. <laughs> <laughs> when you're listening to your sexual healing okay so number five or uh number five for me is the king speech i mm. the king can speech. i be honest real fast yes i've never seen it oh <gasps> what favor okay i'm fucking jealous dude i'm fucking jealous i don't even own it it's one of those movies never bought never saw never owned but yeah Do yourself a favor i want to see it yeah. The King's Speech, Helena Bonham Carter, Jeffrey Rush, and Colin. The, the legendary Helen Bonham Carter. Helen, Helen Bonham Carter. When you play the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland. George, legendary. King George the Fourth, I believe. King George the Fourth. As he's as he has to give a speech during World War. To, what's I haven't seen the movie in a long time. All I know is. Great performances, a, a great story of friendship, and a great story of overcoming your inner demons. And it's just phenomenal. But Ren, what's your number five? My number five, and I, I fucking adore this movie. I'm just putting it at number five. By the way, it's George the Sixth, just confirmed. Um, okay, my number five, and it's only at number five, despite adoring this film, because it's very much in the lines of whether it's a biopic or not. And I went with Saving Mr. Banks. That's nice. a freaking yeah. underrated movie. That's a great show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this movie is one of the sweetest movies you'll ever see in your life. 
it's a movie that if you ever doubt Colin Farrell's acting prowess, he Don't, outacts Tom Hanks in this film. Colin Farrell because he should have won the Oscar, and the fact that yeah. he was nominated is a joke. The dude outacts Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I think that's saying enough. Um, and yeah. Tom Hanks is fucking amazing. Um, and it's a real sweet story that actually stays true to the ups and the downs, the positives and the negatives of P.L. Travers allowing Disney to make her story into a film. Yeah, and Disney seeing that film, right? Disney made Saving Mr. Banks, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very surprised by that because they do go into... I mean, it's not as dark as the original story, but... No, I, no, no, no. It does hit a lot of those nice details. And I just... I, I found that film to be so underrated. Yeah, yeah me too, man. Me too. Really good. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Uh, so my honorable mention, um, we're going with our honorable mentions, right? And then number five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, number five. five. yeah, number five. Okay, so, real fast, one of my honorable mentions is Goodfellas. Uh, I love, okay. love it, okay. but for me, my number five is Social Network. Nice, I remember being younger and hearing they're making a Facebook movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that too, and I was like, What's Facebook? <laughs> oh, is that where the pedophiles message me and poke me? <laughs> Speaking of Disney, is Mickey around? <laughs> you want to hear a joke real fast? You want to hear a joke? You, Ren. Yes. What? You want to hear why? Do... Why? Why did I? <laughs> what? Why did I divorce Minnie Mouse? Do you know? Why? No. Why? Fucking goofy! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I don't know how Andrew Garfield did not win the best supporting actor. I don't even think he was nominated. That was one of the best no, films of that year. Uh, it's Fincher's, easily Fincher's best film, in my opinion. The score is beautiful and amazing. It's eargasmic. It's a dark film. It's creative. It's just... Anyone who still has not seen this film, because it's a Facebook movie, and I'm going to get poked. I should poke you in the fucking eyes if you have not seen it. <laughs> Just wait for the Twitter movie, everybody. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, All right. Cody, what's your number four? My number four, speaking of the social network, I remember when I was in high school and I heard everybody talking about the Facebook movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the social network is my number four as well for everything you've talked about. And one of the things you didn't mention is just how fantastic Aaron Sorkin's script is for the movie. Oh. It, Man, it's, it's Danny Fincher's direction, Aaron Sorkin's script, and the whole, you know, this is one of the only films that I can say Justin Timberlake, he was fantastic in the movie. He was I like him more as an actor than as a singer. Oh, the hot takes. The hot takes right here. Yeah. And, let, and let me also mention. All right. Did I tell you guys? You know how I wake up every morning and I listen to sexual. <laughs> I also read the script to Social Network every morning. You've got the script that's playing, and I just—it's like my newspaper. Or is it on your cell phone or something? 
Uh, sorry, it cut out. What were you saying? <laughs> Do you have it printed out, or is it on your cell phone or something? Oh, oh, I, it's tattooed on my thigh. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's got the entire script on his thigh. It's like yes. a B-movie. Like, someone actually got the B-movie all tattooed on their chest, like the whole script. That's a big thigh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all hey, right. When you have a third leg, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ren, what's your number uh, four? Okay, so... Everybody's going to call bullshit on me when I say what's my number three, and this was only an, an honorable mention, and it's Goodfellas. Goodfellas is my that's honorable mention. Oh, that's bull. Mention, okay. Well, it's my honorable no, mention too. So. No, no, no. But people are going to call bullshit when I say what is my number three, but then Goodfellas is only an honorable mention. Okay. So what's your four then? No, no. This is my four. Oh, I, oh, I won't, oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm oh, saying oh, when oh, I say what's my number three. Nothing. And Goodfellas is behind that. People are going to call bullshit. Well, <laughs> I'll go to my number four. My number four is Itania. Yeah. One of my favorite, probably my favorite film of last year. Uh, well, besides yeah. the big sick. And I loved Itania. I know it's not completely accurate, but I got to know a lot about Tanya Harding. And I absolutely love the movie. It's the Goodfellas of sports. Yeah. Nice. I like that comparison. Never thought of that. Uh, Cody, what's your number three? My number three is Lincoln. I, yeah, baby. I I love Lincoln. It's, you know, not enough people talk about this movie. And I think it's a shame because Lincoln, not only is it one of the best biopics ever made, but if there's anything that Steven Spielberg has shown with Lincoln, it's that he can do anything. I thought War Horse was good. I thought it was a good movie. Lincoln is without a doubt one of the best biopics ever made. I, Dave think, Lewis, I, I don't love the movie. But uh, but I think it carries the best performance in any film ever made. Oh, hot take, hot take. One of the best. I'm, I'm not going to deny that because any performance that Daniel Day-Lewis gives is golden. And what he did Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln came back from the dead and was on set for the entirety of the shoot. And it's not just him. The fact they had so many actors inside of the film and everyone gives a great performance in the script. The script is one of my favorite parts of the film and what Spielberg managed to do with showing the last, the last few months of Lincoln's life as he tried to pass the 13th amendment. It's just, it's a beautifully made film. It's gorgeous. And Tommy Lee Jones one of the best supporting actors that year. He was great. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. Ren, what's your number three? My number three, and people mm -hmm. are going to call bullshit, and I myself admit this is biased because it stars the goddess herself. We've already mentioned this movie. Thank you, Zach. It's Itania. I nice. fucking love this film. Anyone who knows me knows I'm deeply in love with Margot Robbie, and I'm going to marry her someday. I am oh. just one year younger than her. Oh. No, you're no, to happen. You back yes. up right now, friend. No, I call dibs on Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I didn't hear you, Zach. Cody can't have everyone. Cody, he gets Margot Robbie. Even though I want to punch him in the face for this. Maybe <laughs> with her, I'm not going to complain. Uh, okay, this movie is fucking amazing. She is fucking amazing. The fact that she's going into producing and she starts with this amazing film i thought it was one of the most underrated films of last year that nobody talked about until it was a little bit too late hot takes um, just oscar over yeah. 
Yeah, Garmin, hundred percent. I don't even know, honestly. <clears throat> over all the actresses, she should have won. And I, yeah. I, I, when I'm looking at all of them, I thought personally it goes Robbie, uh, Sally, yes, um, McDormand, and then Ronan. I, yeah. I, I yeah. I really did not. Th I thought she should have won. I I have no idea how she did not win. Same, same. It's bullshit. But yeah, the goddess is amazing. She just painted her her hair black, She's so amazing. my son turned black. Um, <laughs> what is son? <laughs> no, my son, as in the th the ball of fire that shines on the sky, Cody. God damn it! If I had a son, he would be with Margot Robbie, though. So there's that. Oh. Right. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yes. All right, Zach. Your number three uh, is a little bitty film called Walk the Line. Nice. Um, hot take. Hot take. Never seen it. Oh, dude, you got to. It's so good. It's <laughs> I know. So good. I'm sorry. Hot take. Hot take. Ren, I yes. emphasize you. I praise. I, I literally beg that I you go. I praise you. I please you. It is such a good movie. It is beautifully told. It's yeah. probably Walking Phoenix's second best performance now. Damn. It's, it's amazing. It, it's okay. so good. He literally becomes Johnny Cash. Who directed it? Because oh, I, I know it's a, it's a familiar uh, name, but I never... I, oh, it no. always blanks on me. I thought it would have been Milos Foreman, but I don't think so. Uh, no, it's something really obvious. James Mangold. There oh, we go. Holy smoke. See? <laughs> that. Wrote the I knew it's fucking obvious. Yeah. So, nice. Awesome. Uh, Cody, what is your number two? Oh, hot take, hot take. Controversial oh, because I've only seen this film once and I saw it recently. But oh, my damn. number two, my number two film is The Wolf of Wall Street. I damn. I only I only Zach knows I only saw this film like a month or two ago after You've never it, seen it before? No, never. Never saw it before. And yeah, I, Cody knows this, Ren. I don't think you know this. Do you under this is like legit true? This 100% what I'm about to say. I watch this film once a week. I used to watch it almost every day. That's how much wow. I love this. Like, wow. I would literally put it on. Like, I have it on my phone. I have it on my TV. I have it on every single thing I have. I own like four copies of this fucking movie. Like, I <laughs> like, but yeah, I kept telling Cody that he needed to watch it. Yeah, he did. Wow. And what I can say about The Wolf of Wall Street, although I may watch it again down the road, I don't necessarily feel this is one of those biopics I don't necessarily feel the need to watch again. But what Scorsese managed to do with it, the whole it's a three hour runtime that goes by like that. And everything from the performances to the script to everything going on in the film, everything is just so fantastically put together. And when you realize that, like 80 to 90% of what happens in this film, no matter how crazy it seems, actually happened. It makes yeah. the movie 10 times better. Jordan Belfort actually sailed into the middle of a storm. The whole Quaalude incident, it actually happened. The like, Quaalude scene will never not make me cry from laughing so much. Yeah. I, I fucking tear up in that scene. Dude, it, it, I can, I know that, like, when I watch it, I'll, everyone hates watching with me because I'll just sit there and, like, say every single line. And, oh, I thought you you imitated him. Like, oh, you and lay down on the floor. Can we do it right now? <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people forget. A lot of 
people forget that John Bernthal was actually in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And yeah. he was I mean, he he's one of my favorite characters in the film. Is he is every character in the film a jerk? Yes, they are, but that some of them are just so much more awesome than the others. Uh DiCaprio, Jonah Hill. Hot should have won. Leo John, should have won. He should have. That's his best performance. Yeah, I don't even Best performance, uh, it's Scorsese's best film, too. It's true. It is. So. All right. So, that... No, it's Ren now. Oh, that's right. It's me, Cody. God. What's your um, number, Ren? My number two, we've already spoken about it a little bit. It's Lincoln. Nice. Uh, okay, great. It's also my number two Spielberg film of all time. Uh, I, it's a fucking amazing movie. I never for one fucking second felt bored. And I learned so much. Maybe because I'm not American, so I had a whole much more to learn. We're going to hold uh, You learned that he helped the slaves. <laughs> no, that I knew. Oh, for <laughs> instance, I, w- I was surprised at the end when Tommy Lee Jones is married to a black woman. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. like the, the character he was playing. Uh, and Daniel Day-Lewis is frighteningly good. It's also my number two favorite Daniel Day-Lewis performance, because to me, the best, it the best performance... The best performance of all time from any movie is Daniel Day-Lewis as Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. Okay. Yeah. okay. If you say fans, I'm walking out of this room because I... I, performance I, never. <laughs> I don't like There Will Be Blood. It really is his best performance. I mean, Phantom Thread, he gave a great performance in it, but it's one of his least... I mean, how can you say least with Day-Lewis? But it's yeah. a good performance. It's not great, though. Yeah. I think it's great, but I don't think you, I don't think you see anything in Phantom Thread that you haven't seen before from him. I mean, it's not like it's not like his performance in Lincoln, in American Gangster era, Gangs of New York, and uh, not American Gangsters, but Gangs of New York, and yeah. uh, very true. Uh, there will be blood. Yeah, there will be blood. You ready? My number two. Yes. yes. <clears throat> Catch me if. You can. Ooh. This is my second favorite Steven Spielberg movie. If it wasn't for Indiana Jones, this would be my number one. I love this movie. I it's it's so rewatchable. It has DiCaprio. It has Hanks. I think this is actually one of DiCaprio's best performances still too. Um, yeah. great for him. It's just such a fun movie. I think it's underrated. I think people forget that Spielberg directed this film. I think people forget about this movie. It's a film that people should not forget about. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite. I mean, it's a great DiCaprio performance for sure. I mean, it's right up there with uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape for me. I still think What's Eating Gilbert Grape is one. Really? Do yourself a favor and check it out. Johnny Depp and Leo DiCaprio play brothers. And you watch Army of Darkness, right? Huh? You, you see Army of Darkness, or you only watch Evil Dead Two? Uh, <laughs> shut up, Zach. I'm watching Army of Darkness this week, probably on Halloween. Actually, I don't believe you. Oh well, I watched Evil Dead Two when I said I was going to. Don't you start. I'm gonna do a double feature. <laughs> I didn't say that, but unfortunately, family happened. And so, okay, here we go. Number one, man. Number one, number one. You guys have already mentioned it, and there are a few movies that I would that are kind of tied for number one. But number one for me right now is I Tanya. I, 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 
I love Itanya. And like Zach, I mean, if it had if it had come out in my area before the start of the the new year, it would have been my favorite film of last year. It's just the film is endlessly rewatchable. I've seen I watched that film. It's not to the extent where I watch it every single week, but I be sure I make sure that I try to watch it every single month at least. It's one of the best female performance of last year. And it's just and Sebastian Stan and, and Allison Jenny and uh, all the other performances are great. <laughs> and and the script. How can we forget about the masterful script of Ibonia? That's and the editing. Oh yeah. The edit. I mean, who cares if when she's on the ice it might look like a CGI bobblehead? It doesn't matter. Anything, so well, I thought it was good. That, that that's my only flaw with the film is that you do see like the 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 line around her face, but that's yeah. really it. If you're looking at her feet instead of her face, you don't see anything. Um, so, was it about I Tanya too? Everyone says Blade Runner should have been nominated for Best Picture last year. If I could have chosen a film, it should have been I Tanya. To be honest, I would have chosen yeah. Blade Runner, but but I don't disagree. Yeah, I, I mean they're oh, allowed to have for the two films. That I would have taken out Darkest Hour and I would have taken out Phantom Thread and threw those two in. Well, I would have they, taken out Get Out. Really? Uh, you know what? I don't disagree with you. I, I don't think it deserved a Best Picture nomination. No. I think directing, yes. Uh, Jordan Peele deserved a directing nom. Directing, yeah. I think script, I think script as well. It should have. I mean, obviously. I'm glad, glad it won the script. It deserved that. But, but I, <laughs> I, the Oscars, they're allowed to have 10 nominees, and they only put in nine last year. So I would have taken out The Darkest Hour and put Blade Runner and I, Tanya in there. But, I mean, overall, it's just – it's such a great movie. But anyway, Ren, it's your turn. What's your number one? Okay, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but it's Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it, it's something we've, we've mentioned – a lot thus far, so there's not going to be much to say about it. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> is fucking spectacular. Um, I fucking love, it's my second favorite Leo performance of all time. What's your first? Revenant. It's the, the one he won the Oscar with. Because the Revenant, why I think it, why I think he won with that, it's how I felt throughout that film was he said everything he needed to say without uttering a single word. Well, to me. Sorry? It's with his eyes. That's all the emotion. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's everything an actor should do, which is why I also thought last year Sally should have won for Best Actress. But again, I don't disagree with, with Margot because she's the goddess. She deserves everything and anything, especially me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Wolf of Wall Street is also where I met the goddess for the first time. So of course, it's going to be my number one. Um <laughs> And it's also my second favorite Scorsese film of all time. So it's in number two in a lot of places, but it's number one in giving me my goddess. Wait a minute, I gotta ask, did you like Suicide Squad just because of Margot Robbie? I didn't like Suicide Squad at all. I liked Margot Robbie in it. I was about I to felt, say. <laughs> I felt sorry for Margot Robbie. I was like, yeah. she was goddess. Time she shows up, she's better. She's the yeah. best part of the movie, let's be honest. Her and Will Smith. Okay, <laughs> so my number one. We all go. No, no, you guys don't. We don't. Paddington two. What? Which one? Paddington two. That's oh. not a biopic. It is the Wait, 
Fine, 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 fine. Uh, my number one biopic is Deadpool. It's about my life. So. No. <laughs> Choose another one. That's one. We're going with it. I guess my favorite movie of all time that Ren just mentioned will be Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> my favorite biopic of all time. I've read the book. This is I, a I, shocking I, turn of events, I, everybody. I, I love this film so much. You are right. It, it introduced us to the goddess herself, Margot Robbie. One for it being, she stood her own. Um, everyone was just like, oh, the hot blonde girl from Wolf of Wall Street. Fuck yeah, she was. When she's yeah. how's her heel up like this? <laughs> I never felt like DiCaprio as much as in that scene. Now Jonah Hill, <laughs> DiCaprio, fantastic. Scorsese for being an old man, one of the best, probably honestly my favorite director. This man can direct with energy and passion. The film was three hours. You don't feel the three hours. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's a blast. It's one yeah. of the films ever made it's my favorite film it's my favorite biopic it's a film that will motivate the fuck out of you yeah and not yeah, just to do cocaine and meth and all that type of stuff <laughs> be a oh, damn it. So, Man, there's something you're not telling us no no I, but I, <laughs> Wall Street. I, I think literally the best film ever made Wow. I, I'm not even joking. I literally think this is a masterpiece. A masterpiece. I like you more I, than my, my tutor at uni right now. Good. Because <laughs> the other day he told me what what the best film ever made for him is. What is it? Uh, and so we were having this session about, about my master's project. And he just puts out this comment saying, that's why I think Boyhood is the best film ever made. And I'm like, and I'm internally screaming like Leo at the Golden Globes that year. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Um, no, I, I, I think Boyhood's overrated. I think the way it was directed was cool, but yeah, I think it's overrated. I mean, literally, it's just a film that it's like, oh, we got this little section here. Let's wait 12 years. Oh, let's film it again. Let's wait another three years. Oh, let's film it again. I mean, it's literally just filming, stopping, waiting. Filming, stopping, waiting. That's all it was. You know, the funny thing. So the daughter in there is actually um, the main director's daughter. Yeah. Um, way through, she got annoyed and didn't want to do it anymore. So we had to write her out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, but yeah. All right, guys. We have one viewer question today. And this is all my right. favorite one. It's Rhino Tool ask, could Remy Malik get snubbed because the mixed critical response i don't think so i, mean, I really it, don't think so if the question is could he yes he could absolutely if the question would be will he i don't know i don't know but it depends on if the studio pushes the film that yeah. that's truth. It, it it all comes down to marketing because that's how the oscars is if i tanya would have gotten a better bigger push guarantee margot robbie would have won oh yeah I, I, that's just the truth. I, I'm still shocked even Shape of Water didn't, or uh, Sally didn't win for Shape of Water because I thought that was pushed more than uh, Three Billboards. But that's just the truth. It's all money and pushing and advertising and for your considerations and stuff. And that's really how it goes. Um, what studio did Bohemian Rhapsody? Do we know? It's Fox. Fox. Yeah, it's so Fox. I'm hoping Fox pushes it. I mean, I don't, I don't think it should get Best Picture. I think it should just go Best Actor. Just push for Best Actor. Best Score. 
possibly. Uh, nah, it's more of a soundtrack. No, yeah, it's more of a soundtrack, not score. Okay. Maybe cinematography. I would say, yeah, cinematography is really, it's actually really beautiful. And visual Editing, effects, because the way they recreate Live Aid is wow. Yeah, so I would say visual effects, uh, cinematography, editing, sound mixing too. Sound mixing too. I You can't forget about that. Sound mixing and all that. Yeah. But I, have a uh, I would also, uh, this is not going to happen, and I'm not going to be surprised when it does not happen, but I would nominate uh, Lucy Boynton for Best Supporting Actress. Really? See, she was really good, but I felt like, well, actually, as of right now, I'd probably say she could get in. Um, yeah. but I your still has. I, I mean, your goddess is probably getting nominated for Mary Queen of Scots. So I'm not seeing that until next year. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was supposed to be at the film festival. Uh, yeah, me too. I was. I thought it would be the surprise film, but the surprise film was Green Book, and I missed that because there were no press screens for the fucking surprise film. <laughs> Yeah, tells me. I know. I hate you. Something tells me there's going to be a uh, Oscar speculation episode here at some point. Well, I mean, Cody, we have two more things to fill out. Remember, we have. Remember, we did our Oscar right now, and then we have two other things. We have a prediction. Oh yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, Bohemian Rap. I think they're snubbed, but I think it will be a crime. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's always that. There's a couple of films you see a year where you watch it and you're like, "That's gonna win Best Picture," or "That's gonna win Best Actor." And uh, for instance, like last year, Shape of Water, I watched. It, I was like, "That's winning Best Picture," no doubt about wow, it. Wow, really? Yeah, I saw it and I was like, "No doubt about it, it should win Best Picture." Uh, wow. Actor last year, I saw Gary Oldman. I said that should win Best Actor. Um, that I agree. And then even I, I don't think I, I didn't personally agree, but I, yeah. I, I last year. but the going this year, I'm predicting it right now. I'm probably gonna be way off. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I said this Remy Malk. I saw he should win supporting yeah. actor. I saw beautiful boy. Timothy Shalman automatically should win. I haven't seen it yet. Best, best actress. It's going to be between Lady Gaga or Glenn yeah. for the wife. The wife oh. was amazing. I and got that on cue yeah, as well. It's her performance outstanding. What about uh? Oh yeah, because she's going to supporting. So yeah, it doesn't count. Let's get to that. Yeah. And then the last one, and this is for best picture. Oh. I saw this film. I tweeted it. It's Green Book. Green Book will win best picture. Really? Yep. It it is. Wow. I have never laughed harder in a movie. Like, honestly, I think the more rewatches I watch Green Book, that'll probably end up in my top 10 of all time. Wow. Excellent. I can't post a review for a couple weeks, but I, I thought it was excellent. Ooh, Wait, does it go, wow. does it go wide at any, at any point? What's up? I couldn't hear you. Oh, I said, does it go wide at any point? Yeah, it goes wide a uh, weekend of things. November, November 21st. Okay, so it goes it goes wide then. So that I have to wait till that comes out. So uh, that's that's around the time I'm going to the the Lisbon Film Festival. So yes, I, I'm flying. I'm flying over. I'll be surprised if it's not there to be honest. Yeah, because I missed Beautiful Boy too at the festival. Um, so I'm going to Lisbon to get to see Beautiful Boy. I'm probably going to get to see Vox Lux. Uh, I'm probably going to get to see Destroyer. 
and maybe either Green Book or Mary Queen of Scots. If you have to choose between one scene, Green Book, because I, I, I'd be surprised. I'm really in. They're not sending Mary Queen of Scots to London first. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird too. They should not lock in though. I swear. Green Book, is that the film with Mahershala Ali and? Yep. Vic- uh no not Victor Mortensen. Um, Mortensen. There you go. And yeah. right the guy who made Dumb and Dumber. You know yeah, the, that, that was so weird. The interesting his humor's in there. His humor's yeah, in there. No, 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 I know, I know, but it's just very yeah. smart. And the yeah. film itself, I mean the film honestly could come off completely racist with some of the jokes they make. Wow. But they don't because it's so smartly written and so greatly acted. Did the guy yeah. also write it, the, the director? Yes. Yeah, from what oh, I wow. yeah, yeah, he did. But it's uh Will Mortensen's character is so good. He he's so good in it. Yeah. Any of you guys seen okay, the completely different conversation, but just popped up in my head. So this has nothing to do with the Oscars, I think, because I haven't seen it. Uh have, has any one of you seen Hunter Killer? No. No, oh, I okay. skipped out on it. I didn't yeah. care. Did you see it? Uh, no, because it's not around my area anymore, but I really want to see it because I like my movies that should have come out in the 90s. No, I, I actually heard it wasn't that bad. But Really? That's place, yeah, that's where it starts. So if you guys have seen Hunter Killer, please comment down below so we can see it. Um, that's where we're going to end this podcast, guys. Um, this was fantastic. We talked about Queen. We talked about Bohemian Rhapsody. And we talked just in general about biopics and life itself so which sucked that movie life itself sucked <laughs> i fucking hate it same it was horrible that was my most anticipated film of the year i fucking love the trailers the quote on the trailers got me i didn't need anything else and they fucking destroyed me not in the way i wanted it to like collateral beauty collateral beauty is better. collateral beauty is way better um but oh, you know, we're gonna end it red i'm gonna throw yeah. it where can they find you at Okay, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Ran Geekness. And let me mention one thing real quickly, because the question was top five Queen songs, have top have a top five and kill the rest. I didn't mention Love of My Life, because if I kill that song, I can write it myself. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, find me on YouTube for movie reviews. I haven't uploaded in like a week, because I've had a very sore throat, and I felt really sick for most of the week um but i'm working on something as the background on my reviews is concerned i'll tease you guys on the channel eventually can you lay in your bed and do reviews like under the on the side like burt reynolds style yeah i will i will baby put the blade runner (laughs) in front of your yes area and yes lay there and be like hello <laughs> Look at my unexisting six pack. <laughs> I, I think you should do it. I think okay, you should do it. I will try. The camera is right there. I just need to turn it over. I still yeah. need to review Smallfoot, which I just saw Saturday. So. That's a perfect one. Put your feet in the camera first, and then like. <laughs> Hello. Um, this is my twelve inches feet. <laughs> this is my foot foot. <laughs> Foot foot. Um, but Cody, where can they find you at, man? Okay, guys, if you want to find me on YouTube, just search Cody Curtis. It'll be the first name that pops up. You can also find me on this very channel doing stuff with Zach occasionally. 
more often than not. And if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and start us by searching either Cody Curtis or underscore Cody underscore Curtis. And I'm not just on social media or on YouTube. If you want to see some of the writing that I do, some of the reviews in written form, all you got to do is search USM freepress.org. It'll take you to all the work I do with the school's paper. And if you search WMPG.org, I have two podcasts there. One is called Film Time, where I review film each and every week. And I also have one called On Campus with Cody Curtis and Maverick Keegan, where we just try to provide entertainment for everybody and try to help them with life and give some helpful advice. So that's where you can find me. Well, let me tell you, son. That sounds great. So make sure everyone to go and subscribe to each one of these beautiful people. They're amazing. They're gorgeous. They're everything you ever want them to be. They're better than Disneyland itself. <laughs> you can find me on this YouTube channel, at Zach Pope. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the other twitter things. And plus, find me over at Sandwich on Films. Well, now I have to leave because Mickey, myself, have to go fuck up for fucking my wife. <laughs> and we will rock you all the way home. <laughs>